0: You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One.
1: All right. Well, we uh, get into uh, some cool new electric cars. We'll talk about uh, the Trans Am race coming up. What else did we discuss oh, in today's the, program? Oh, man,
0: new Kona zeg. What an amazing piece of machinery
1: and uh what a vast wasteland of exotic cars or performance cars i had available to me when i got out <laughs> when i got out of high school not that i could afford super it, impressive i couldn't afford a mini i couldn't afford a toyota mini you know yeah, the standard bed n- no headrest pickup truck new yeah but uh you know what my problem was <laughs> i used to uh I'd open the newspaper. Your
0: income and your upbringing. Well, yeah,
1: income and upbringing. But the <laughs> the problem would be is I would see these things in the newspaper. They'd yeah. be like uh Universal City Nissan can put you in a new 1985 Nissan pickup truck for payments as little as eighty nine dollars yeah. a month, and I'd go, I think I could handle that. I could do eighty nine. I could yeah. drive a new. And then I'd get there, and it'd be like ah, it was just a one truck. And then also <laughs> your credit score is horrible we'd have to charge you 27% yeah. and and we need $3000 down and I would just be like uh Yeah this is not I knew what there was I a about. reason why I couldn't have a <laughs> new pickup news. truck. Fake news. I'll tell you what's real news. Tommy John everyone. Tommy John they don't give an F. They give 3Fs. Fabric, fit and function proprietary fabrics that perform like nothing you've ever worn before. No wedgie guarantee. Comfortable stay-put waistbands, luxurious, soft, feather-light, moisture-wicking, breathable fabrics um, that move with you. No bunching or riding up. Uh, I'm wearing mine right now. I'm wearing the T-shirt. Mm-hmm. You know, the T-shirts are so good. Listen to this. I was on the rowing machine last night. Yeah. Right? I was on the rowing machine at like 7, 7 in the evening. I worked up a little froth with the on the wrong machine. I had a nice big patch of sweat on my back and my chest yeah. from being on the wrong machine for half an hour. I immediately had to get dressed and go to the the uh, Laugh Factory and do comedy. And when I was in my office getting changed I, I was wearing this Tommy John t-shirt and it was sweat. It a big patch of sweat yeah. on the front and the back. And I said, you know what? I'm not changing my shirt. <laughs> I said, by the time I get to the club it'll be dried out. Yeah. And it was. And I just wore it on stage. And then I got this morning. I just put it on. Yeah. I'm right. a warrior. Yeah. That's Tommy John. You can get them online or you can go to uh, over 1,200 retail locations across the country, including Nordstrom stores. It is Tommy John,
0: right, Matt? Yeah. Hurry to TommyJohn.com slash CarCast for 20% off your first order. That's TommyJohn.com slash CarCast for 20% off. TommyJohn.com slash CarCast
1: yeah get it on got to get on the church we get on the mandate get it on thanks for tuning in to car Castle. man I'm carl it's matt the moderator, DeAndre over there hello how you doing i'm doing good i got this big pile of um the carol shelby story shelby american yeah jackets and uh, i just sit around and sign them when i'm doing podcasts i got a big thick brick of them i've had so many instances in my life where someone just sent me somewhere with a brick of things to sign like jacket covers or or, or jackets for books or or dvds or whatever and the best way to do it is just to put it in front of you and then just peck away just peck away if You, you try it all in one sitting you'll go insane
0: what about the cars with autopilot can you do it while you're driving in Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> Although more and more people seem to be crashing than they are not, because people like take a nap or eat a bowl of soup <laughs> when yeah. their Teslas on autopilot, and then you know, then it crashes. But uh, I don't know. Feels like that could be that could be the future for you one day. Is re- an autonomous cars, so you can Listen, sign I'm stuff on the way.
1: Look, look. Um, there is a couple things um, when people go like. Um, I don't want, uh, I don't want, uh, some computer, uh, some robot driving me, whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, f- first things first. Have you heard of human error? That's all <laughs> over the place. Yeah. Everyone I talk to is a dope. They fuck up all the time. Yeah. And, and every time every five minutes I drive, there's somebody who just rear-ended somebody else. So. Right. A. Um, there's tons of, you, I mean, look, most airplanes and helicopters and stuff crash because of human error. Yeah. Most, all, all the car crashes are human error. These aren't mechanical failures. Right. This is like someone just plowed, someone's just plowed in the back of somebody else or, you know, spaced out or whatever. So I'm not weighing it again. I'm not weighing the, automated driving or autopilot in an airplane or any of that. I'm not weighing weighing it against zero human errors. I'm weighing it against a lot of human errors. I was was driving home yesterday. There's just a big crash on the other side of the freeway. Somebody had just clearly rear-ended somebody else, and Mm -hmm. the person that rear-ended them was not paying attention.
0: Yeah. I'd be down for, like, autonomous, you know, like, not my car. I don't need it in my car. I like driving my cars, but, you know, like— Buses, trains, and Uber. Yeah. I wouldn't mind a driverless Uber.
1: Well, what if. <laughs> what if Kobe's helicopter had the terrain sensor on it and something took over? The computer took over yeah. basically when the thing was getting too, too close to the side of the hill. Yeah. Wouldn't we like that?
0: <laughs> I'm sure a lot of you would like I that. I would.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, anyway. All right. So, uh, and also, you can't really do any spirited driving in L.A. anyway, so you might as well just, you know, enjoy it. Also, I think, uh, I mean, let the car drive itself. You take a nap in the back seat. Also, um, I wonder, I'd actually, what if you just fitted your car with a roll bar, put in a six-point harness, put a racing seat in the back, the middle of the back seat, and you just sat there. (laughs) You just strapped yourself in, put a helmet on, and just hit, hit destination
0: just in case the Cracked autonomous a, thing does just crack <laughs> a beer does it go yeah
1: <laughs> i don't know i don't feel like you'd get a ticket for an open container if that was the case <laughs> um all right so um interesting stuff i was uh looking at um i was watching rush for some reason i came upon the last 35 minutes of the movie rush mm-hmm. which is I don't want to say underrated, Lauda, but Lauda. yeah, I always un- love that part. <laughs> a little underappreciated, yeah, a little underappreciated uh, movie. It was a really good movie, and um, I had you know when you watch it, it's like it's like you can now Google everything. And I was looking at it, and I was laughing because when we talked to Mario Andretti, he was like, when they showed the leaderboard <laughs> in Japan, the last race of the season in the rain, Mario got cropped out. He yeah. Was a,
0: <laughs> he was at the top.
1: He was at the top, but I, I thought to myself, um, that was a Japanese Grand Prix. Uh, I looked at this one underneath it, yeah. you know, and I know, I know, Ron Howard's going to do really accurate historical stuff, and so if you look at that scene, they only have three characters on the leaderboard that can only abbreviate people's names, like Hunt was probably. I don't know, H U N or something or whatever yeah, okay. whatever yeah. it was. Uh, but it, I saw D E P. It just said D. E. P. in second place. And I was like, I wonder who that guy was. And it was Patrick DePaylor or DePauler or some version of that. Yeah, but,
2: French. So maybe like Depaillet or, Depayet, or yeah. yeah. Oh, there you go.
1: Patrick Depaillet. And um and I was like, huh, I wonder what happened to that guy. And it's like, oh, he died two years later and whatever whatever race. Yeah. And it was uh, – yeah, Hunt was HNT. HNT, yeah. And this guy was DEP. And then uh, what happened to uh, Patrick, you can look it up. I think he was dead within two years. I'll give Chris a minute on that. And then when I looked at the next – then I was looking at this other race, and that was the race where – Nicky Lotta came back after the big accident Uh and everyone was going nuts. And uh, Nicky Lotta came in fourth. And I said, uh, well, who came in first place? Come on, Max Spada. Who came in uh, first place? And I think it was Ronnie Peterson. Uh, Jacques Lafitte? No. The
2: 1976 at Monza?
1: I don't think it was Jacques Lafitte. I thought it was Ronnie Peterson. Let me check. Anyway.
2: Let me check. Oh, you know what? You're, you're right. It was Ronnie Peterson. I had the. Uh, oh, the first.
1: <laughs> who came in first at the race where uh,
2: the, Nicky Lotta came back? Yeah, they had the qualifying list. Oh, qualifying. Oh, okay. <laughs> what about practice? I can Who get that came for in you. first in the
1: race where Nikki Lotta. Oh, jeez. What is the computer? Like, this is why the computer's no good. Forget, <laughs> forget about what I said about the computer.
2: It's now no good anymore. It's no right? good. So how do thing. we it's end up human with error you said it yourself it's human error.
1: I know well, how do we end up with qualifying
2: <laughs> if you look at the page, I'll show you it's uh. confusing <laughs> oh, it's qualifying all right, so the first list of uh of you would think that the results would be the first thing they show you, but no, it's the qualifying in the box
0: okay, and it's all a similar right. box
2: all right. it's similar all right. i I get it but all right. All right.
1: anyway, what happened so
2: Next time, ask Siri.
1: Patrick died in uh, 1980 in a car race. I don't know which. Uh, he, was that one. Te-
2: he was testing a car. There's a. Oh, he was failure. testing. Yeah. See, a lot of guys die in testing. Don't a don't lot of
1: people don't know that people die ten miles. You know, a lot of guys. Yeah. Uh, McLaren died in testing. Yeah. You know, a lot of guys that you don't hear about it. Or, like they don't make much of it because it's not the race. Yeah. But there, a lot of guys die in testing, and. uh Then uh, Ronnie Peterson, he died two years later, I think, in 78 after the town. So it's like you just see these random names coming in first or second or whatever. These guys are dead. They don't see their 37th birthday.
0: Yeah, which is is a little sad why we don't hear about them much after that because, uh, you know, they did well, but they didn't go on to the longer history of racing. Well— they they were around for a while, but there's just
1: like there's just too many guys to keep track of yeah. at, at a certain point, and so Ronnie Peterson went back to Monza mm-hmm. after he won at uh, Monza, and then got into an accident uh, and car caught on fire, and um, James Hunt I was like one of the guys that helped pull him out like the other drivers have to pull him out and it's like it's basically his legs were crushed and uh then he just went in the hospital and and died the next morning or whatever but it's just kind of eerie when you're looking at those names up on the leaderboard and i just picked out two random names i was just like who won that race yeah who's the guy who came in second in that race and they're both were dead within within three years basically of those those races yeah crazy right it was really dangerous i mean how how dangerous is that sport that i just picked out two random names <laughs> that were on the screen and the both guys they're were both dead yeah i mean neither one of them retired they're both i mean i mean obviously nicky lottis coming back from a horrific accident and the guy he's the guy wins the race on the race he's coming back with dies in a, yeah dies testing the, I i couldn't later.
0: imagine what what you know like a whatever like a like a 30 for 30 or just some like half hour overview show just talking about the tragedies of racing like i bet it would be comp- i mean obviously it'd be very, very morbid but uh, there would just be an overwhelming amount of 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 tragedy in motorsports yeah if you just look if you just did like a 30 minute documentary about the history <laughs> well <laughs> like the I, tragic I, history I, of motorsports i
1: think you would uh i would just pick F1 and just do like a decade like the 70s yeah. of F1 or the 60s of F1 but it it was a cr- you know it was a crazy lethal sport yeah anyway maybe uh, that was
0: the juice though for a lot of these guys like that was that was kind of it right like you know like racing's dangerous but back then it was it you know it was life threatening it was like now It's still dangerous, but I think we're more concerned about drivers getting hurt. Yes. Back then, there was no hurt. It was just like dead or not, right? Like if you were in an accident. like
1: Well, pretty much. I mean, Nicky Lotta, obviously one of the few guys who kind of escaped death, but cheated death. But uh, yeah, no, you were just killed. They didn't. I think they kind of liked it that way. It's like they played hockey with no helmets mm-hmm. and they, they had the, the cars in the 50s, didn't have roll bars, you know. It was yeah. kind of... And a, a lot of
0: like cheater roll bars, you know, like, oh, it's, it's aluminum or thin-walled or, you know, something that probably wouldn't do too much for you. I, you know, I didn't... Um, like, I, look at the roll bar we pulled out of your 935 hanging on the wall. You could pick up with one hand.
1: It was aluminum, it's aluminum, and they passed oil through it. Yeah. It had a oil...
0: That's safe. It had like That's a, better. <laughs>
1: it had like a bung on one side of it and a bung on the other side of it, and they would push oil through the from the back of the car to the front to the yeah.
0: heat exchange, I guess. Might as well be surrounded by hot oil.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was, it was crazy, though, kind of crazy like a fox. Uh, no, John, um, John Morton used to... Told, told me that he'd make his roll bars out of like a thin wall steel so just to save weight mm-hmm. and I was actually looking at the 510 um BRE car that Sean and Jose are working on over at the other shop by the way sad uh realization with Jose he was over here because he's kind of an amateur plumber and we had some yeah. problems with the sink so I called uh, Jose over here and um uh, it's weird that, well, first things first, like the new breed of cat, mm-hmm. the new young man, like doesn't know how to drive a shift, stick shift, and has no like how to fix the garbage disposal skills, like weird things yeah. that we kind of took for granted, like oh, I could unclog a drain or whatever. Not part of the new world order. <laughs> but uh Jose, a little old school, he came over here, so he's he's kicking on the... um He's kicking on the garbage disposal. And yeah. it sounds like shit. Like it sounds like someone threw ball bearings and a fork in there. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay. oh, oh. And he's like just leaving it running. He's just looking at me and I'm like, Shut it off. Shut it off. Like it it sounds like a car engine when you threw a rod, yeah. you know, and someone's just still just gassing it. And you're like, <laughs> No, shut it off. broken. And I go, Jose, that sounds like shit. And he's like, Yeah, I don't know. And I'm like, What do you mean? It's it's so loud. Yeah. Like it sounds like you put a couple butter knives in there and he goes I go. I I go. You think it's broken? And he goes. I don't know. And I go. Well, it sounds broken to me. And he goes. Never had a garbage disposal. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, you're like AOC. AOC never had. She she had a she had a video where she like went to her sink in her new apartment. It was like, I never had a garbage disposal. That's a rich man's game. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but then I was looking at how I I started thinking about this piece of shit house I grew up in in the yeah. valley. I think we had a garbage
0: disposal. I I think in the 20 years of renting apartments in LA, I've never had a garbage disposal. Really? Never had a dishwasher. Well, fuck the dishwasher. Barely have hot water.
1: Anyway, I was- uh, (laughs) That was
0: a rich man thing. I was looking.
1: (laughs) I'm Sure, we had one in my old house in North Hollywood. They they bulldozed it, so we'll never know now, but (laughs) um, I was- uh, I was uh, so he didn't
0: know what a garbage disposal was supposed to sound like because he's never. <laughs>
1: it was so deafening, and it sounded <laughs> again. It sounded like it was like a jet engine was coming undone. You know yeah. what I mean? Like parts were impeller blades were flying off and stuff. Like I couldn't. <laughs> he still had nothing to compare it to. But yeah. I was like, "Hey, Doctor Disposal, yeah. you should still know this ain't it. You should know that Rich Whitey wouldn't put up with yeah. this shit."
0: I don't know. Like on one hand, he could be like. You know, Carbages bowl has been around for a while. Why can't we make this thing a little bit quieter? Yes. But then again, hair dryers hair are so loud as shit for some reason.
1: It's true. There's something about moving air yeah. that we can't. Like, we can't make a silent vacuum cleaner? I think you could put a diffuser. I, I got to tell you, <laughs> that the, the fucking vacuum cleaner, even the Roomba, even the remote the robot. Yeah. think it's going up and down the hall. I got to go shut the door in my office. Like oh, It is loud. It can't watch yeah. sports. Why? Out.
0: It's not a leaf blower. No. Now they make that loud on purpose to annoy us.
1: So um, <laughs> I was looking, uh, I was looking at um, my, uh, I was looking at the five ten bre car mm-hmm. over at the other shop, and the roll cage is the side impact consists of just one inch and a quarter bar that's about nine inches off the floor that just goes right yeah. across like it's. There's one bar and one bar only, just nothing. It's it's not triangulated or anything. Like it, it'd be easy. That thing would just fold in the middle in a yeah. second. And then the uh, the passenger side has nothing, right? And the other BRE car is a little more stout mm-hmm. in in the roll in the in the cage, and. I was just saying to Sean, I'll bet whoever ordered this just went make it as light as you can. Yeah, and Brock probably said, "Do you want one side impact on the passenger side?" And the guy ordered it. Probably went, "No, like right. I don't want to yeah. add weight. I don't. Want... You're going to charge me an extra hundred bucks to put that thing in, and it's going to add an extra fifteen pounds. And I'm not having a passenger in the car. Yeah, so I don't want it." Yeah. And uh on the on the on the driver's side, like just put the minimal. Just put one bar. Yeah. So it was it's light and um Sean was like, Do you want to beef it up? Yeah. And I and I was like, no, I don't want to beef it up. I, <laughs> I don't by the time you're done with this car, it'll be too expensive to drive in those B sedan races with all the right. fake yeah. BREs and all the guy. I mean there's a whole bunch of guys out there and they're $30,000 sort of pea shooters that are going, going ballistic, just driving the shit out of them. And I thought, I don't, I don't, I don't think I need to drive this one in that, that race. Right. Okay. But I don't want to, I don't want to screw around with the the original cage. Right.
0: Yeah. And, but now there's a story to it. Like, like you said, if you're not going to have a lot of seat time in it, now you could, you know, open the door and tell the story and go, Hey, you know, look at this, this is kind of crazy, the lack of safety equipment compared to, you know, the next car or the next car. Right. Um, So might as well keep it that way. I would agree that if you were going to put some, you know what I would even propose to Sean would be, if you did want to drive it, uh, have him come up with, I'm sure he can make uh, a couple of crossbars that are clamp-on. Like Mm -hmm. he'll go make some big, big heavy-duty clamps and have it just sort of attach and, you know, it's... it wouldn't be, you know, as good as welding, but certainly better than what's there.
1: Yeah, I think in the uh, Porsche or something, I've I definitely seen some roll bars that have a sort of modular aspect yeah, to them. Yeah,
0: that's, that's a good example. On that one, that, that does have, you know, some heavy-duty bolt-in pieces. And these days with, you know, what we can do with, with the machining gear and stuff in, that we have over there and Sean doing it, he can make it pretty beefy.
1: Right. All right. So um, I, hopefully am in this, uh, I think we're in this professional Trans Am race, which uh, is going to be at Laguna Seca. We talked uh, to the uh, Burton Racing guys, Claudio, and I think they got us set up with a sponsor, and I think we're going to go down there and do that. Yeah, um, it's looking good. Yeah, what is that, May 1st, 2nd, 3rd or something? I believe it
0: is. I believe it's the very beginning of May, uh, 1st through 3rd. Third, like you said, uh, Laguna Seca, it's the same, uh, pretty much the same car that you did a few years ago. You know, a couple of updates and things that they had on it. I don't know how they, exactly they, they have it configured for that track. Do they do a little horsepower change or gear changers or or whatever, but I know it's figured it's going to be 800 to 850 horsepower in that range, and and I think it runs the new Camaro body, but uh, I'm not yeah. exactly sure. Pretty um, sure. Uh that set sequential transmission should be uh, nice, and yep. uh maybe you can get the digital dash to work, maybe
1: well, we'll just put it on the settings
0: oh, just put it in race mode <laughs> and not, you <laughs> had
1: it in
0: hit mode I
1: didn't have it in any mode you, you should were, really check that before we go out into the <laughs> yeah. track. yeah, and this time i was I was talking to Kyle Bush about his helmet, you know mm-hmm. and I said uh I want to get the radio to work in my helmet. And I said, well, you must use the fitted earpieces, you know, and he's like, no, nah, I don't use those. Because those are super uncomfortable, by the way. Oh, like okay. they, they, I don't know if you've ever, I've had it done a few times. I've had ear, yeah. ear Yeah, earpieces done. Them all the time. I've yeah, used right? them. Uh, yeah. When I did, uh, when I, I think when I did my first, when Drew and I did our first season of Loveline on MTV, they fitted us both with these IFB, whatever, earpieces. like They mold them, yeah. and they put them in your ear. And so what happens is, is the director, and they go, the director will be up in the booth, and they'll just go, go to break, go to break, or rap in 10, or rap in 2, or, or yeah. something like that, right? But when inevitably, what ends up happening is they end up going, Hey, here's something that's funny. Mm -hmm. Ask him about his, his (laughs) wife. And I'm like, shut Shut up. up. Shut up. You're not funny. Yeah. And you're fucking in my head now. And I'm like talking to some, you know, I'm talking to, uh, uh, Slash from Guns N' Roses. And it's like, ask him about, uh, Axles. And I'm like, I'm talking to the guy and you're fucking in my ear. And so I, I was like, I can't do this or you have to be smart. Or funny, or, yeah. or something. You, it's like. Guy it. Just with, hold up the
0: cue card that says two minutes, because I don't need the commentary. Guy with shitty sense of humor calling
1: out directions like in your head while you're talking. While you're talking, I was like, "Fuck that!" And so uh, I got yeah. rid of it. But um, but I had it molded, and when you have them molded, when you put the molds in, it's like they fit your ears, and they they it's good, but not for the Coca-Cola 600. That's like that's a lot of. They're a little bit. Trying to, what to liken it to. It's, I don't know. It's kind of like, I don't know. It'd be like putting on a knee brace. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's good to play like a pickup basketball game for an hour. But I, I don't know if you wore it for seven hours, it'd start getting uncomfortable. Yeah. You know? And, um, we we're talking to Kurt, I was talking to Kurt Bush and he's like, I have like headphones in my helmet. Yeah. Okay. Cause if you think about it, if you're in the car for, hours and hours and hours and you can't get to your ears and you got those twist fitted molded ones like kind of plastic ones in there it's going to start getting irritating
0: after or a even while, a little itchy or a little uncomfortable so you think he has like a round the ear like cup in there probably that's basically
1: yeah. what he said but i don't know max Brad. now i have to
2: look at helmet you know radio because because what you what you need is something that eliminates a lot of the outside noise. So that's why the in-ears work so well. Yeah, but from- he...
1: He, ba, 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 ba. he went on to say... I don't know where you were during that interview. I was right I here. It. Oh, <laughs> were you? Okay. Well, maybe reading the back of your eyelids. He said... <laughs> he said, I like... I have to hear some outside noise. I have to hear when cars are coming up on me and stuff. Yeah. You can't be completely shut out in that world. You will hear... Guys next to you or coming next to you or like accelerating or whatever it is. You need your own sounds. You yeah. need to hear your own. You need yeah. a little of that. I, I was getting to that. I'm
0: sure you were. In so. <laughs> Ford v. Ferrari, they talk to each other yeah. <laughs> side yeah, by side. At each other, hey, mm, what was that move? Back off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're like having a
1: conversation. So... um <laughs> But I don't know. See what that helmet is. Because yeah, there are certain
2: it. headphones that you can adjust the the, the decibel uh, the outside. The outside of yeah. it, so you can hear what's going on. But you don't want to. You don't want the speakers blasting so loudly um, because you'll go deaf after. I don't well, know, after two yeah. Laps. Well, he. Well, he's got a couple things. He
1: has to hear his spotter. He's not listening uh-huh. to constant music or anything. He yeah. just has to hear general. You know, pit, pit, pit. You know, and then the guy will yeah. come off. So it's like it's. You want that a little louder to be on the safe side? But I don't know what this helmet is, but I thought to myself, if I'm going to go do this race, uh, I want to get myself a helmet that has some sort of system in it, because uh, last time, just shoving those weird foam earplugs with the leads on the end of them, I couldn't hear shit.
0: Yeah, so I used those, too, at this uh, race in Irwindale. Uh, and you kind of put the tape over there so it doesn 't fall out, um, but I was thinking that too, like you kind of want to hear what 's going around, especially in the stock cars on that oval track. It, the way that seat is is half the seat kind of comes around like the side of your face like a like a batting helmet you know mm-hmm. like, and so you can 't turn your head and see somebody on the outside. You can only see your left on the inside, so right. you kind of want to hear, and the spotter helps, so I just had the one he- earphone in, mm-hmm. and then the other ear. Just nothing, yeah. so I can hear kind of outside. But, well, that's interesting. But you're right. That little foam uh, one that they put in there, when you're on the, the throttle, you can't really hear the guy. You could just hear him crackling in your ear like he's going to say something, right? You know. Right. And then uh, and then when you're off the gas or going into a turn or something and getting on the brakes, you can kind of hear him go break, 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 or throttle or whatever, like if he's coaching. Well, I'm
1: going you know, to work it out this time. And I'm going to talk to the team before and figure out like what the jack is or the equipment is Mm -hmm, or whatever. mm -hmm. And then I'm going to get myself up. system that would yeah. be compliant with that. All right, hit Geico. Yeah,
0: I like this. We're planning. Yeah, we're yeah. planning. I know we're going to get the seat adjustment. <laughs> All of that. Maybe we <laughs> get a practice session in there. Are you going to go to the driver's meeting? Because well, I did. You have to. But last time, <laughs> you I got to. in the
1: car, and I was like, oh, this is not right. He's like, here's a throw pillow. He
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: like yeah. gave
0: me a piece of foam. He's yeah. like, put the foam in. Yeah, he's like, on I'll, the foam. Use this hoagie. I'm almost done with this I'm hoagie. With this <laughs> use this. side uh geico maybe you guys uh you have a home you own it you rent it and it can be a lot of work but you know what's easy bundling policies with geico geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy and it's a good thing because you already have a lot to do around your home already so now just go to geico.com and get a quote and see how much you could save it's geico easy visit geico.com today that's geico.com
1: all right um Koenigsegg, am I saying oh my that gosh, right?
0: Yeah, Koenigsegg, man. Somebody tweeted me that. I think cars are going nuts. We were talking about this a little bit earlier in the week. Uh, Goldberg and I were talking about Geneva Auto Show, and you know the whole thing was a was a debacle. They got canceled and coronavirus stuff, and and. uh you know, so everyone's going to virtual car debuts. Oh, right. You know, videos right, and sure, photos sure. and press releases and right. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And a few of the cars that I pointed out this week were um were a uh, new Porsche 911 Turbo S, mm-hmm. right? Six hundred and forty horsepower, zero to sixty in two point six seconds. Wow! A new McLaren 765 LT. It's an evolution of the 720s. Mm-hmm. But uh, the one that we liked was. This Konazeg, and it has something that I think you're going to be really interested in. First of all, it's the Konazeg, I think Gamera, it could be Jamera, yeah. I think Gamera. Right. And if you see the photo up here, it is a four seat, two door, and the doors pop out and scissor straight up, and all four passengers can get in and out at the same yeah. time. And it looks fantastic. Um, it is a hybrid mega car now. This, mega. We, we've done supercar, we've done hypercar, now we're at megacar. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a gas engine, and mm-hmm. it has three electric motors. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is 1,677 horsepower, 2,581 pound-feet of torque.
1: 2,500. Yeah. Almost 2,600 pounds of, t- yeah. of torque.
0: This is the wow. cool part.
1: Now, we've- Wow.
0: We've talked about Koenigsegg's technology where he does the camless engine and it opens the valves with servos so he can control uh, cam timing. He can control the lift anywhere mm. he wants. So his gas engine, okay, listen to this, two-liter, three-cylinder, sequential turbocharged, right? That, to me, is saying more than one turbo, Orion. maybe in line, uh, yeah, I guess it's saying
1: small turbo for lag at the bottom yeah. and bigger turbo feeding into bigger turbo for the higher end. Yeah, stuff, but go ahead.
0: Two liter, three cylinder, 592 horsepower, 443 pound feet of torque. Almost 600 horsepower. You know out what of you got start cylinder. doing? Start rounding. Cool. Start rounding. It yeah. always, always screws it's 600 horsepower.
1: Six hundred horsepower. Yeah, because a day, two days from now, I'll remember. It's like if you go, uh, it's got two thousand five hundred and eighty-six foot pounds. If you just yeah. say twenty-six hundred foot pounds of torque, yeah. oh, it'll be. So in imagine my head this: otherwise.
0: the gas engine is six hundred horsepower. The car is almost seventeen hundred horsepower, and it's twenty-six hundred pound feet of torque. But that's a tiny engine, and it's and it's three cylinders. And, uh, wow, that's... 600 he, he horsepower. Must, he must make that engine. He makes it. And it says camless technology and the whole thing. So I, I, I proposed know. to Goldberg. I was like, hey, when is it going to be that somebody, you know, calls Kona' and says, hey, I'm doing a SEMA build. I just want your little three-cylinder, 600 horsepower, two-liter engine.
1: Yeah. You could put that thing in like an RD four hundred Yamaha. <laughs> thing yeah. weighs one hundred and forty pounds.
0: Yeah, what's that stupid motorcycle with the V eight engine? The Boss Hog or hog or they're, Boss they're, ha- Hoss? Or? They, they had. <laughs> it's so
1: ridiculous. They
0: had one of Has those, like a Chevy three hundred and fifty in it. Why not well, put the Koditzak engine?
1: <laughs> well, they had one with a Viper engine in it. Yeah, <laughs> it's just re- it's retarded. It's fucking ridiculous. Um. That's a crazy thing. That's a crazy thing. Well, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. Um, I've said, look, it's never been a better time to be a poor guy and and need a car or like, you know, middle poor, regular guy. Because you could get a three-year-old Mini Cooper S. Mm Mm-hmm. You get it, uh, you know, bring a trailer on eBay or something. You could get a three-year-old Mini Cooper S for $19,000 and have a cool little car yeah. that was under warranty that worked and blah, blah, blah. And there's never been a better time to be rich, yeah. too. Now, you have to remember, you know, maybe the key, maybe about the heart of the car era is, I mean, personally, is sort of like when I left high school, I didn't have... I didn't have a car in high school and when I left high school, it was time to start thinking about, it was time to start thinking about cars and dreaming about cars, (laughs) Matthew. And I was like, I needed a piece of shit pickup truck or something so I could do construction but I also, of course, I was a car guy and I was like dreaming of the day, you know, what could I get? You turn the clock back to 1982, three, four, like when I was struggling and living in the garage, but kind of dreaming about like, whoa, if I strike it big, like what kind of car would I get? And it was like, Ferrari had a three Oh eight or three twenty eight. that the Mondial or the Mondial, whatever yeah, yeah, Ferrari yeah. was yeah. coming out. Um, you know, Porsche had a 911 SC or something that was sporty looking. Uh, the turbo had been out, but it wasn't, you know, 240 horsepower or something like that or whatever it was, 260, 220, somewhere in there. Um, you know, Jag didn't have any offerings. Mm-hmm. Uh, B- BMW had, I don't think they were getting into the, they hadn't gotten into the M stuff yet. There's just like three series and five series, you know. Yeah. Um Let's see, is Porsche, Ferrari, you know, America. American stuff just had like big trans am, you know, it's a four wheel disc on the handle <laughs> to get in and stuff, like big sloppy plastic stuff, you yeah, know, yeah. that looked big, junky, crappy stuff. Um, again, there wasn't, you know, wasn't any Mini Cooper. There wasn't any, you know, Ford didn't really have anything that was too sporty. You know, they had yeah. the Mustang and it kind of looked big and plasticky to me and stuff, and nothing. There wasn't any real performance in anywhere. You couldn't find any real performance in Ferrari. Um, Yeah. You couldn't. You know, Porsche, Porsche's always a little better than everyone else, but even they were struggling to find, yeah. you know, a,
0: a real strong zero to 60 time. Still like emissions kicking in and things like that. Like, oh my just, God. Uh, picture, really? Picture, killing horsepower. Picture a world.
1: Corvette from 1982 when yeah. I graduated high school. It's like worst Corvette ever, you know? <laughs> and it was like, there wasn't anything out there. And, and I remember just kind of going like, well, Even if I do strike it big, like I still wanted to drive a, you know, Lamborghini, I guess at a was starting to get a little oversized. (laughs) Yeah. There was, there was nothing. Yeah. There's nothing good. And, and it was all super expensive. I mean, it was all way more money than I could ever even dream of affording, but there wasn't anything decent. And so I was like, well, what if I got a 71 240 Z? Or a yeah, okay. 2,000 Roadster Datsun from 69. Like, let's let's not go ahead in time. Let's go back in time. Yeah. See what there is. Either way, it's a good time now to buy yourself a sporting car. There's a whole bunch of stuff in the BMW lineup, mm-hmm. you know, 1 Series, 2 Series, 3 Series, you know. And, and there's a whole bunch. Ford's got a bunch of cool stuff. Yeah. Mini. I mean, there's a whole bunch of brands that weren't even really in that Realm, that department.
0: And a couple things, you know, like there's a bunch of cars two, three years old that are fantastic.
1: Oh, and as we always kinda talk about, that um that Audi R eight. The R eight, yeah. You know, buy one of those that's three years old. Look like yeah. a big shot for sixty one thousand dollars or yeah. whatever it is. Um we got our Peterson Automotive Museum. Uh, CarCast Live, and uh, we also have, uh, um, we're going to do a car judging, right? We're going to do a car show. We're going to do a car
0: show. We've got uh, four categories so far, and our friends at JEGS have stepped up. They're going to give $250 gift cards to each of those category winners.
1: And that'll be at the Peterson. Yeah, it'll be March 21st and I'm trying to figure out when it starts because like, it says it starts at 2 but should people start rolling up if you want your car judged yeah. what time should you start pulling in um,
0: I think I think you get in a little bit early the spectators are allowed to go in at 2 so you can uh, you can load your car in a little bit before that and uh, it goes late it goes to about 10 at night I think we're doing a podcast 7 or 7.30 at night so it's, it's an all day event but if you buy the all encompassing ticket you get the wristband you can kind of come and go if you need
1: to alright and uh Go to uh, adamcarolla.com for my live shows. i got live shows coming up all over the place uh, as well. And until next time, it's Adam Crow from Matt, the Motorator, D'Andrea saying, keep the air in the spare in the bag in the wheel.
0: For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCastShow. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on carcastshow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes.
1: Geico, do you own, do you rent? You probably do one or the other. How about you bundle your insurance at Geico? Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's and renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because uh, you already have so much to do around the house. Just go to geico.com, get a quote, see just how much you could be saving on your homeowner's insurance and your renter's insurance when you bundle them together at geico, that is geico.com.